0: With a smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast.
1: Alex Dyson doing a little bit of a spring clean over the weekend. Perfect time for it. Oh man, it really just filled me. Suddenly, I was like, oh, there's just so much stuff in this house," and I and I just wigged out. And I was like, "I need to just get some stuff out." Mm. Cleaning out some cupboards. So many reusable bags. Like. They mm, are the green just bags? not just a the green cloth, bags. Just, you know people give you bag presents, p- products come in bags. Uh, Uber Eats paper bags are there and you think, "What oh, <laughs> you yeah, use them again?" What do I think? Of? I only have two hands I'm keeping <laughs> so many bags.
2: Yes. Yeah, everywhere. There and are certain points in life you do wish you were an octopus or a squid to and make um, the
1: most of all the reusables. Yes.
2: Yeah, so what are you going to do? Is it did you Throw them out. I mean, you wouldn't want to be an environmental vandal, Matt.
1: But that's the thing. I, what am I supposed to do with all the reusable bags that I've got?
2: Yeah, I've started playing a bit more Xbox in lockdown, and um, I'm churning through the batteries. I just got a, a dirty battery box. Like, what
1: do I do? I'm with always these now? nervous about putting batteries anywhere. I you know, know what to do. But, but they need to make the electronic bins everywhere. E- yeah, <laughs> easier. That's what we need. You know, I got a kettle, I got a toaster, just sitting in the frigging garage downstairs, I don't know what to do with
2: it. All day breakfast solving the world one point at a time, that is very good stuff. I'm very excited today, Matt O'Kine, because we're getting pretty deep here, we're talking time travel, because a UQ student, undergraduate student, has come out and said he reckons he's solved a paradox in time which says that time travel, not impossible.
1: Yeah, it's very, very impressive. I'm a big fan of time travel, so I can't wait to have a chat to Jermaine Tobar.
2: We're going to be uh, having a chat to Jermaine and seeing exactly what the go is.
1: Yeah, we're also going to be uh, asking you when you've had the spotlight shone on you, and we're talking to two mates from Orange Sky who we chatted to a little while ago to see how their challenge has been going. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go.
0: Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
1: Alex and I was scrolling the interwebs yesterday um, having a look at the headlines and one popped into my view, which kind of made my jaw drop to the floor a little bit because ever since I watched the Back to the Future trilogy, I have been uh, marvelled by the uh, possibility of time travel. And this particular headline stated that a uh, that a student in U- from UQ, my old uh, stomping ground, although I went to UT but I used to hang out at UQ, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was cool, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine Tobar has been investigating the possibility of time travel, um, and reckons he's he's you know figured something out. So we thought we'd get him on the show. It is Matt and Alex all day breakfast, and welcome to our, uh, our morning, Jermaine Tobar How you going, man?
0: Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you, Matt?
1: Great. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, this is, this is pretty big, Jermaine, because, uh, well, let's go into a little bit of backstory here. There's a grandfather paradox in time travel, okay? A time mm-hmm. traveller could potentially kill their grandparent and that would prevent their own birth, which then would mean that they can't go forward in time and kill their own grandparent, okay?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: There's this loop which would say, all right, well, it can't be possible, all right? But you, reckon, you are a fourth-year Bachelor of Advanced Science student, and you reckon you've solved the riddle of that particular paradox. Can you please tell us what you've been working on and how you've come to this uh, this exciting conclusion?
0: So Einstein's theory of general relativity has these really weird solutions called close time light curves.
1: Closed time light curves. Time like curves. Okay. Time, like curves. Yeah, so okay, they, time basic- like curves. you've already lost us. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Oh, man. We were hoping to get through this first sentence. We're <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like when we, we tried to ride that rodeo bull. Remember in the, at the O week presentation? Yeah. And literally it bucks once and you're like, nah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a bit like that. All right, Jermaine. Look, so keep, yeah. you keep going. We'll try and sure. hang on to this bucking time bull.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, They're basically just like time loops. So they contain events in them which are both in the future and past to themselves. So the problem with that is is, um, the dominant way physics think about the universe is you set up a system, for example, a ball, you give it a throw, and if you know the speed and direction that you threw the ball, you can calculate where it will be at any time. Oh, Uh, okay. So if if you have this way of thinking about the universe when you try and solve these calculations in these time loops, it leads to these paradoxes. Cause it just doesn't make sense to give the ball some initial state when that initial state is in the future and past of itself. Okay. Mm. So what our work finds is we, we take a step back. So rather than, rather than saying, okay, we give the ball some initial state. What if, what if we can formulate how it moves without initial conditions? <laughs> so the whole point is, so the whole point is to take a step back and think, okay, let's change our perspective. What if the only way to understand these things is that it never had an initial state and we just describe how it moves without thinking, okay, it had some initial state at some point.
2: So it's okay. the matrix
0: as okay. it is not now, real? Look,
1: look, or? look, Jermaine, <laughs> I have no idea about this. I, I didn't understand that because it's obviously – much it's much smarter than i than i've ever broached you know what i mean i mean um, maracine
2: <laughs> has made a lot of money doing stand up about vacuuming the house okay? yeah exactly it's, so, yeah. so, Jermaine, so, so. What,
1: what no what, what i want what i'm interested in right i'm 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 100% going to believe that you have done made done these calculations okay what like response has this had in the greater scheme of you know your peers and the, the world etc
0: well, not much yet because it was only published last week, but my supervisor reckons it will stimulate a lot of discussions um, in scientific circles, which will potentially change the way we think about the universe.
2: Wow. And I'm sure like in the science world, it's all, it's all very supportive and everything, but it can I'm sure like many other things, it can get a little bit gossipy, a little bit, you know, uh, you want to one-up yeah, each other well, and the people would want to tear you down if you were solving things that they hadn't been able to do.
0: Well, there's a lot of preconceived, scientists do, can themselves have a lot of preconceived notions, which they don't want to let go of. So if someone changes the perspective a bit, a lot of them might not, might not like it. (laughs) And um, so this often happens in peer review. You can think about something in a different way and they'll just tear it apart.
1: Oh man, now. I want to watch a I want to watch a reality show that's the real scientists of Brisbane or whatever, you know. <laughs> see it all go down. So, what does this work look like? What does this equation is it an equation, you know, is is it is it is it, is it as simple as E equals MC squared? Is it like 40,000
0: so words what? It's changing a perspective. So, I mean, this this analogy might help you understand it better. Say you wanted to time travel and go back and stop the coronavirus from like ever getting out, yep. go back and try and isolate patient zero, make sure he never met new one. that just stopped with him. But this would cause a paradox, right? Cause then, um, you would, your younger self will never have the motivation to go back and time travel.
3: Right. Because if you've
2: stopped coronavirus, then there's no need to go back and stop coronavirus because coronavirus <laughs> never happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. Okay. So the way that our work poses this would be solved is that, um, you attempt to stop him, but in doing so, you might get coronavirus yourself, or um, someone else does in the process. So the events just adjust themselves. But you can still travel and do what any anything you want. You can you can you have free choice to do whatever you want. But events will adjust themselves around you.
2: Interesting. So whilst you're in the wet market, stopping something, you could step in something else and give it to someone else, and then coronavirus starts again.
0: Exactly.
4: So that means
2: I mean, does that mean that you can? In your theory, you would never be able to change time. It just says that you could potentially travel through time, but everything you do will then hit the first domino
0: again. Yeah, so some physicists think that um, you can go back and time travel and there would be no paradox as long as you don't make it, do any action that would cause a paradox to occur. Mm. So our work says that, well, you can actually make any action you want. You can try as you might to cause a paradox. It's just it will never happen. The events will adjust themselves.
1: Interesting. Okay, so just to clarify, though, this is mathematical modelling that demonstrates the possibility in a logical sense. Yeah. Does this in any way actually make the possibility of time travel more likely?
0: Well, we haven't shown that it's physically possible. That's a different question. Mm. Um, we've shown that it's logically possible. So I guess all we've said is that it's not time travel is not impossible.
1: Okay, well that's good. I, I mean, that
2: gets me excited. Still, <laughs> I would love to ask you what pop culture examples of time travel do you really like, and you think uh, are the best representation of what could be the closest to being possible?
0: Yes, it's a really good question. Well, I would say definitely not Back to the Future.
1: <laughs> oh no!
2: <laughs> wow!
0: Wow!
1: Shots fired! Take I'll tell you that. Do you know what? I yes, watched Inter there. I watched Interstellar the other day. Oh man, I could have, I could have bawled my eyes out. I was moved, loved
0: it. Well, a lot of the time travel in in Interstellar is is already known because they're going into the future, which we already um like is already theoretically well understood.
2: Yeah, that's the whole black hole event horizon sort of something. I don't (laughs) think we have time to get into that today (laughs) at all day breakfast, but we look forward to serving a little bit up uh, in the future. But tell us, Jermaine, time travel, you can potentially go back. If you could go back and attempt to change something, even if it started it again, uh, in your life, what would you do? What, what's something from Jermaine Toba's past that would that you'd like to alter slightly?
0: Well, at some points in my degree, I feel like I should go back and change what I decided to study. <laughs> 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 but You're not giving up but, much hope here, Jermaine, I think. But it's, at a lot of moments, especially like the last week, I think, nah, it was a
1: good choice. It was, it was <laughs> so, oh, well. um, all right. Well, thanks so much, Jermaine, and congratulations on, yeah. the, on releasing the papers and it's uh, it's very and exciting you. that to, the two have achieved um, this, you know, regardless of how it how it plays out in the future or in the past. So, congrats <laughs> and thanks for joining us, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. And we'll talk to you next time.
0: No worries, thanks for having me.
1: Coffee, yeah, coffee.
2: A
0: seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz.
2: Okay, thank you very much to James Bain Turba for joining us. Incredible stuff, and I think we actually Matt need just a little debrief because okay. we've got a lot to, well, to ponder.
1: You, you hit you hit record because Chris March mentioned something, you know, because you, you were saying, how do we know that it hasn't happened, right? Yeah, well, I was just sort of
2: pondering, like if, if time travel was real and we wanted to go back and stop coronavirus, we wanted to go back and the example of killing Hitler, we wanted to go back and, you know, change the embarrassing night where you went to go and go for the first kiss and you got the swerve, whatever it may be. You know, the fact that we haven't had a time traveller means that surely it doesn't exist because if someone could, and they would have come back.
1: What did Chris Marsh say, our, our audio producer? Marshy? I said, have you met Elon Musk? Exactly. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, man, this guy is from the future. I'm not joking. He just came out of nowhere. Like, wait, what? He just suddenly became this person who has billions of dollars and is like no, he didn't he started paypal <laughs> <laughs> no it's not that simple
3: yeah that's at,
1: simpler a- than he traveled through time are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you absolute idiot <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a, I'm telling you he's not alone there's a few ta- time travelers that walk among us i met one at the front of Q pack <laughs> 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 in Brisbane. I've told my partner about this. You I met a time, a time tra- traveler. traveller. Why? How did, did. did you know they were a time traveller? I did. Because the way that he looked at me and he said something to me, I think he said he, he said something like, you'll be right. And he gave me a little wink, mm. right? And he was wearing an Akubra hat and he looked out of place. He was a weird guy. <laughs> and a Akubra. That's what they wear <laughs> in the future. <laughs> <laughs> nice I telling you, the thing is, you think I'm joking? I've literally... Had I've, I've talked to my partner about this. I'm like, have I ever told you about the time I met a guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Get in touch. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Alex, when have you met a time traveller? We'd love to hear from you. What happened? What were they wearing? And why was it a, he, an Accubra? Was it
1: the same guy? Our whole acting class was talking to this guy. I had a feeling, man. I felt <laughs> like that guy. I knew that guy. We're on the steps next to the bus station in <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing it now. There's a man stepping at the edge of a wormhole. He's going to be the first person to travel through time. It's like, where do you want me to set this? Oh, next to the bus stop at QUT Brisbane, <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Pop so I'm to talk to the
1: second year actors.
2: <laughs> Send me back. I want to chat to the second years.
1: Don't forget, you're a cobra. <laughs> Like it,
0: perfect.
1: <laughs> S- sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so you ridicule me, right? Having a big old laugh about how I thought I just saw, I'd seen a time traveller, and then what do you say the moment that our microphones go off? In all earnesty,
2: I say, let's on another show sometime. Let's just talk about the time I witnessed a wormhole. <laughs>
1: A you time just,
2: wormhole.
1: You just bagged me out so much, <laughs> and you stayed quiet about your little wormhole. No, because I just—I don't <laughs> believe there's a wormhole. Oh, but I you just, just said it's
2: the see- closest thing I've ever seen to a worm to wormhole. A
1: wormhole. <laughs> so go on, go on. Enlighten you. Dazzle, you. dazzle me, mate.
2: Two thousand and seven, St Hilda's College,
1: Alex Dyson.
2: <laughs> Has has just moved to Melbourne out of home for the first time living there. Okay. I mm-hmm. uh, got my braces off about oh, 18 months prior to this. Okay. So, uh, like a good boy, every night when I went to bed, I wore my retainer. Okay. Dude,
1: no, no, no. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, you have told me this story, and I, and I absolutely actually believe that you, that you, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I think about this. I think about it regularly, man.
2: All right. Well, now it's just for you listening. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm telling you it's for you listening. As you can see whether Alex Dyson is the one human in the world to have witnessed a true time wormhole. Okay. I'm at my desk at college. Okay. Um, Small room. The desk looks out over the principal's back garden. Right. I'm standing there. Taking my retainer out of my mouth. And I drop the bottom bit for the bottom teeth.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't hear it hit the ground I hear nothing And I'm like Where did that go? <laughs> I look under the desk On the carpet Nothing Look on the desk It's like No it's, it's my pens Or something like that No it's not there. Maybe it fell into the curtains The window was open Okay so maybe it f- fell out the window Where did this retainer fall? Push the curtains It's gone I, I need to wear it. I don't want my teeth to go crooked. So I look everywhere for this retainer that I just dropped while standing at my desk. Cannot find the retainer. It is lost. About a month and a half later. Just had a shower. Standing there on my towel. At the same position at my desk. I hear a little... <laughs> drop. I look down at the desk. In the middle of my desk. My bottom teeth retainer. As if it had landed a a month and a half after I dropped it. (laughs) Except took a little trip through time and through the universe of the galaxy, saw a few sights, (laughs) took a few pictures, bumped into Rick and Morty and then landed on my desk right there in front of me. Okay. How did that
1: happen? I don't know. And and truly, I don't know. Maybe it was in my towel and it fell out. I don't know how it happened. No, but you'd used your towel for a month and a half after that every day. I never washed
2: my towel, so yes, (laughs) I've used it plenty. (laughs) 18 years old out of
1: (laughs) living at college. So you tell me that, Matt I Look, I don't know. And from judging by your story, yours has a little bit more, like, evidence that it's real. Like, I, I, it has a bit more <laughs> grounding in reality than my, I saw a guy in a Nakubra and he winked at me and I thought he was a time traveller. All so, right, well, Chris Mars has his hand up. Marshy?
2: I think maybe it fell out the
1: window and a magpie picked it up. <laughs> 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 Paid with it for a month, got sick of it, dropped it back. Actually, do you know what? That's not the worst theory. Honestly, that's not the worst theory. Well, look, hey... hey if you're listening, okay, mm. and you have a, mm. a supernatural story, all right? We want your most supernatural story. If you have proof, <laughs> if you have proof, video, audio, whatever, that mm. helps, okay? But it doesn't, mm. we will believe you. We yeah. will believe you. Hit us up on our Instagram, at alex, okay? And please, and, and don't mm. be embarrassed. We, we, we will believe you.
2: Matt and Alex, all day breakfast.
0: All day breakfast.
1: Now, Alex Tyson, on yesterday's podcast, we talked about how you were just out of nowhere got thrown into the spotlight while you were lying in bed watching an online show. Yeah, Peter Hellier,
2: Karen Wheatley, Reese Nicholson, Nikki Britton, all doing a, uh, a great show watching Mission Impossible together. Uh, I somehow accidentally raised my hand in the webinar that was going on. And I got brought. My bewildered face suddenly came onto the screen for all to see. Um, and it's we we're sort of talking a little bit how people have been dragged on stage before, in whether it's comedy shows, magic shows, even. So we've asked you to get in touch. Where when have you been suddenly thrust into the spotlight? Do you have Do you have one? Matt kind? have you been dragged no, on stage? Have you had but, um, accidentally uh,
1: been uh, in the limelight at any point? Me and uh, Ronnie Cheng and our manager at the time went to a circus in Coffs Harbour probably seven years ago now. And our manager got taken up on stage for some sort of, you know, whip cracking thing. Anyway, that was about (laughs) as... Uh, we we we've we've made fun of him ever since. To be fair, uh, it's, just, it's just so awkward. Like we're both we were both there to it's... perform on stage later that night, and yet the worst thing in the world at that point could have been to call us up on stage.
2: So we're going to find out your stories as well. Let's start with Joan in Sydney. Hey, Joan. Hi. How are you
1: going? Great. Thanks, Joan. And now you and your partner were put in the spotlight by oh by Ronnie Chang
4: <laughs> at a show. Yeah. So this was before he was like super famous. I think so. Before we had kids, uh, my then boyfriend, now husband and I used to go down to the comedy store a bit uh, down in Sydney at uh, the entertainment quarter. Um, we turned up a little bit late and it was either, we had the choice of the seats up in the back corner where you, the view wasn't that great, or, oh, great, smack bang down the front in the middle of the microphone, like right in front of the microphone.
1: Oh, Joan, you fool, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Were you born I yesterday? Mean, it's the same as if
4: you're uh, at the
2: water park and uh, the, the seals are splashing water on you at the front. It's, uh, it's the splash zone. Um, <laughs> so what happened? What did he say? So, I mean,
4: yeah, my husband was like, we are not sitting down the front. And I was like, oh, you know, what, what could possibly happen? And so Ronnie Chen comes up and he starts his set and it's all great and it's all hilarious. And then he starts launching into a tirade on on white guys, how they're stealing Asian girls. Now, that's, probably quite funny, but my husband's Portuguese and I'm an Aussie-born Korean, and so <laughs> as you can imagine, that didn't go down too well when Ronnie Chen clocked us in the eyes and just pointed at my husband going, I'm talking about you, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! And uh, hopefully someone <laughs> and, didn't turn the light directly onto you yeah, there the in the front row. Oh,
4: we were we were pretty much on the edge of the spotlight anyway, so we may as <laughs> well be well, in like, a planned and part of the show. Um, so, you know, my boyfriend at the time was throwing daggers at me, and I'm like, uh, yeah, probably not the best choice of seats
0: tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for chatting. We'll talk to you next time.
4: Thanks. See you.
2: Uh, Cohen, we've got now. G'day, Cohen.
3: G'day, boys. How are you? So Good, good thanks, man.
1: Cohen. Now, you are putting the spotlight in high school.
3: Yeah, I was uh, in year 12 at a Christian school and this uh, all-American choir of about 40 people came to perform a few songs and uh, as the whole school was congregating in the auditorium, I decided to go up and spark a chat with them for a while, but with no warning, the principal just was like walking up the middle aisle with a microphone saying, oh, can you bow your heads in prayer? And I'm like, oh, it's a bit disrespectful to walk down now, I made the decision to just jump into the choir. Uh, and Use the
2: choir as cover. <laughs>
3: oh, it worked perfect. Uh, turned out we both had the same coloured jumpers for our school, so it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Did you know any and, of the songs? No, well, that's, that's the problem. As soon as the uh, prayer finished and he said, amen, they pressed play. And I, my plan was to just run off the stage as soon as they... Finished the prayer, but I had no chance. Uh, So (laughs) I remembered back to music class. My mate told me if you mouth the words "pink elephant," it apparently covers all the lip syncing you need. (laughs) So I just took his advice and pink elephanted the whole thing.
2: (laughs) How long were you on stage for?
1: Faking to be in a choir.
3: Uh, I'm like, I'll, I'll go after the first song. The first song finished, and the second one started straight away. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did I'll anyone remember. in the
1: choir list like go like, "Who, who are you? Like, who is?"
3: Oh, well, they were all, like, laughing and, like, you know, yeah, you're doing great, mate, keep going. (laughs) And I'm like, I know these songs. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, all of a sudden I saw halfway through the second song all my mates and the teachers were, like, all at the back, like, is that Cohen in the (laughs) choir and uh, pointing? And, yeah, so uh, after the second song everyone applauded and then it went silent and the principal walked up through the middle aisle and oh. came up and was like, Come with me, boy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, straight to the office.
2: Oh, goodness me. And uh, waiting in the office, were the people from Qantas there offering you a gig in the uh, ads?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. That would have been pretty good, actually. Oh, yeah, man. No, That's no, incredible no sister work. act three,
1: um, you know, sequels <laughs> for you there. <laughs> oh, well, next time. Hey, thanks, Cohen.
3: Thank you. All
2: day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Now, Matt, it's time to chat back in with a couple of gentlemen we talked to earlier in the year and told us about the Sudsy Challenge. It is uh, an initiative put on by Orange Sky Australia who uh, really help people who are sleeping rough, who are experiencing homelessness to uh, yeah, wash their clothes and give them someone to talk to and really help these people in need. And uh, this challenge that's been going for the last couple of weekends has raised a lot of money for their organisation, and uh, part of it is to uh, do this challenge in which you go an extended period of, of time in the same clothes. Let's have a chat to the two founders of Orange Sky Australia to find out a little bit more, Nick and Lucas. Welcome back to All Day Breakfast.
1: Thank
5: you. Thanks for having us, fellas.
1: No, thanks for coming back. And, look, we chatted to you a couple of months ago, and uh, someone actually got in touch on Instagram and said, guys, what? who were the two boys that we were talking to uh, about the world's first mobile laundry service, I'd love to get involved. And so, uh, you know, we, we mentioned that it was Orange Sky Australia, but I'm intrigued to know in terms of the pandemic that's been sweeping the world, what did you – have you found that it's been um, – are there more volunteers or are there less volunteers
5: Yeah, we've been blown away. Um, We've currently got a thousand volunteers and prior to COVID we had 2,000. So, um, you know, our services are at about 50% across our volunteers and our shifts. And, um, you know, the one thing that we um, transact on at Orange Sky isn't money or isn't loads of washing, it's trust and human connection. And, um, you know, at the moment, the whole world's struggling with um, hygiene and human connection and that's not um, our volunteers or our friends aren't alone in that struggle.
2: Absolutely. and we covered last time how Orange Sky began. You chucked a couple of washing machines at the back of a van and then started. It's grown into this incredible initiative as it is. And I think it would be absolutely relevant nowadays, particularly going into a recession, you know, a lot of people losing jobs and, you know, this that can lead to homelessness. How how have you found it, given the current uh, economic circumstances Australia finds itself in?
1: Yeah, it's something that us at Orange Sky and the whole sector is really worried about. What are the long-term ramifications and impacts going to be of, of COVID? Obviously, there's been the initial... Um, health and, and economic impacts. But what's going to continue to roll out over the next 6 to 12 months, I think, is something that we're um, pretty concerned about in terms of how many people are going to be needing support and whatnot. So um, what we are doing, though, is getting ready and preparing and making sure we've got really um, strong and sustainable shifts that can
3: keep supporting people um, for as long as it's needed. And, and like Nick said, that human connection, that trust, um, those loads of washing all, all feed into that.
2: Uh, yeah, and so- Nick, you mentioned uh, just before we came on air the um, that... There was a pilot that you, that you encountered, you know, the aviation industry. One of many hit really, really hard by this, and uh, yeah, they've they've had to go from living paycheck to paycheck to uh, to living in their car.
5: Yeah, it was one of the you know first shifts that I personally started, started to see the effects of COVID, and you know, a young couple who um, were living out of their cars and and doing it tough, and you know, they had just both recently been in the aviation industry and found themselves um, without jobs and without that financial resilience that, you know, some of us take for granted.
1: Wow. Well, look, uh, for the last four weeks, you've been running what's called the Sudsy challenge, which, uh, has been an effort to get people involved, to raise awareness about the situation and to, I mean, spark conversations, which is what you, what you guys really do best. The challenge was to keep your kid on for three days to raise funds, uh, and awareness. Yeah, Matt, you and I have got the Sudsy
2: challenge bright fluoro, uh, t-shirts on here. Uh, this, I've, Fluoro is one of the great colours for Sparking Conversations. Do you do you find that as well, Nick?
5: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I tried it at the Year 9 dance and it didn't work for me, but it's uh, <laughs> quite much more successful these days.
2: And, Lucas, this weekend, the final weekend, which people can still donate to some teams competing in the Sudsy Challenge, can you give us a quick recap of uh, what you need to do to complete this epic task?
3: So Sudsy Challenge, wear the same clothes for three days, start as many competitions conversations and raise some much-needed funds. So we've had over 1,300 people do the challenge already. We've just ticked over $300,000, and there's been some amazing oh, stories coming
5: out of it.
2: Congratulations. 300000 that's huge.
5: Yeah, it's been, been amazing. And if you
2: want to get involved or help out for this weekend's challenge, you can head to the thesudgychallenge.com. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure, and we will uh, catch you next time.
5: Thanks so much. Thanks, guys.
4: Melt Toast. Well,
2: Mildo kind. what a show. My brain is fried, uh, but I'm feeling very good about myself, knowing that uh, we got to chat to the boys from Orange Sky as well, doing some great things. Uh, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast, and please let us know if you have ever encountered uh, something that uh, potentially could have resembled time travel or a time traveller. We would love to know. Yeah. And what were they wearing? <laughs>
1: uh, also, don't forget, you can still enter our all-day robe competition by posting a picky of yourself on your Instagram. We're giving them away. And make sure you're listening tomorrow. We have a very big interview
2: with someone from this band. That's right, Mel C from the Spice Girls is talking to us and I'm freaking out a little bit, Madokine, Kind. Sporty Spice, my favourite Spice, but... Not only that, I've, uh, I've I've dabbled in Mel C's solo work over the years as well. So looking forward to chatting to her, which will be quite exciting tomorrow. As far as something to leave you with goes, I think this is good stuff to make Matt and I feel a little bit better about us not understanding the concept of time travel. Uh, instead, we're going to be uh, listening to two people not un- understanding the concept of a moon. Um, this is audio (laughs) from like a Danos direct type channel in the US, which was selling like women's clothing. But then somehow the hosts got into a bit of a debate about what the moon was. And, uh, well, we'll we'll let that speak for itself. Uh, thank you very much. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
4: It Experience. almost kind of looks like what the Earth looks like when you're a bazillion miles away from the planet yes, Moon. Yes, the I just planet squinted moon, at it from the right. moon looking back from the at, at the Earth.
3: Moon, from the planet Moon. Isn't the
4: moon, moon. a star?
3: The, no, the moon is a planet, darling. Sun, the sun <sighs> is a
4: star. Is well, the moon really a planet? The
3: moon is a planet, Don't honey. look at me like that. It's the sun a, is it's a star. Planet. Is
4: the sun not a star? I
3: don't know what the sun is. The sun is, is. We we a star, know what isn't it? the sun it? is. The, the sun is a star.
4: The moon is not a planet. I knew it! I knew it! Excuse you were trying me? to take me no. down that
3: road. But wait, The moon is I, I, not a planet. Me, Chunky, if you're listening to this me, you have Rose to Google the moon. Someone, okay? I can guarantee
4: you someone's Googling right now. Because I knew is such it was not a planet. A planet. I can't even stand it. The moon is it. not a planet. What else is
3: it if it's not
0: a planet? It is not.
4: I believe it's a star or something. <laughs> it's it is a, not a moon.
0: It's a didn't moon. Didn't you do that
4: thing in grade school where you had to name moon. the planets, and there was Uranus, and there was Saturn, <laughs> and the one with the rings, and that the, 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 and then the Earth. and with the, the moon is never in there, dude. It's not a planet.
3: All right, here, look, this is key lime. Okay. Um, it's a the satellite. moon is what? A, a natural the moon satellite. Is a natural but things satellite. live on it. What's that that mean? means it's a planet. I don't is that know. what Google said? I don't know no, what No, I don't says. like that at
1: all. I don't even Me know what that either. means. <laughs> oh, my God.
5: <laughs> That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.